You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, we are testing the waters. We, we, are, we are really walking a fine line right now. Because, well, first of all, welcome to the Best in the World Sports Report. I'm John Brown. This is Javon Alford. We're here, as many of you know, we usually take this show on a Wednesday night. It is a Wednesday. It is Sixers opening night, and we have the Sixers game on in the next room. Yep. So if you hear, like, long pregnant pauses in the show today, mm-hmm. that's because we've left the room to go watch the game. We we usually start, like, here's the thing. We usually start the show a little after 7. You know, yep. Javon gets off work. He comes up. Uh, he meets me up in North Philly, and we do the show. Um, I don't Good Lord. It's like eight thirty right now. So usually we're about two, three segments in yeah. at this point. Yeah, but we have we, but, but we but have we, to we have to keep it short. Yeah, we have to keep it after, short. Yeah. After last week's uh, three hour extravaganza. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> and it, what's crazy? Last week's show was like the longest show we've ever done. Yeah, and probably had the most amount of listeners we've ever had, which is cool. So we thank you guys who rocked with the best last week. Um, once again, Sixers are in action. Sixers season has started. Um, that's a good thing. That is a very good thing. We got so it just gives us more to talk about. Yep. You got the Sixers now. Last week when we did a show, we were coming off a Flyers loss. Flyers smoked the Capitals last week on Saturday, eight to two, dropped an eight spot on the Capitals. That's a, that's that's good work by them. All right. So and that brings us back to the bread and butter, the Philadelphia Eagles, who won two games last week. We're feeling good about that. And now we've already recapped last week's game. Yep. You know, that was last week's show. So there's no need to, like, re-recap. Nah. But I wanted to talk about the Eagles. I wanted to start with the Eagles because I feel like, you know, there's there's a level of excitement Mm -hmm. in the city. And rightfully so. I mean, let's keep it real. We have a 5-1 football team on our hands. A 5-1 and one football team that sits on top of the NFC. Best, not just the NFC East, but the NFC. Best record in our conference. Yep. So, with that, you know, there, there's going to be confidence. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, you know, some feel-good yep. that goes along with that. I feel it. You feel you. I mean, you do feel it, right? Yeah. I'm not wrong, am I? No. I'm not wrong in feeling this. No, no, you're not. Not wrong, okay? <laughs> so... Uh, as we're enjoying it, as we're enjoying how this team makes us feel, mm-hmm. it kind you know I'm I'm trying to put put this in a perspective. I'm because what I'm hearing is a lot of talk about where this team can go. Mm-hmm. Because now, I mean, at at five and one, expectations change. Yep. Most people saw this team as maybe a 500 team, maybe a nine-win team, mm-hmm. at best a ten-win team. A ten-win team. Didn't hear anyone talking about eleven wins. Nope. Nobody said anything about twelve wins. Mm-mm. But here we are now. After six games, you have five wins. You're looking now at. Three win, uh, not three wins. Excuse me, I'm not, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but three winnable home games in a row. 
starting with Sunday's game against, excuse me, not Sunday, Monday. Monday's game against the Redskins. Winnable. Winnable. So, with that, and because I, because here, here's the thing, I'm not trying to get like ahead of myself. <laughs> I really don't. But I'm hearing so much talk out here in these Twitter streets, out here in these Facebook streets, out here in these Instagram streets, in the newspapers, in the blogs, you know, everywhere. On the radio. On the radio. People talking about how far this can go. And I think it's going too far, dog. A little premature. It's a little bit premature. Let's 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 pump the brakes a little bit. Because here here's the thing that I heard this week that is really really gotten to me people are now starting to comp- people are now asking how does this team compare to the 04 team that went to the Super Bowl is that what we're really doing oh we can't do that I'm, my, my we people shouldn't is, do, we shouldn't do that is this really what we're doing right now that was a different breed That's of a team a much different breed of a team I that team really, had Hall of Famers on it. That team had Hall of Famers on it. That team had players on there that that now that their careers are done, you're putting them up there in conversations with the best. Yep. All right? Donovan McNabb is the greatest Eagle quarterback of all time. Yep. That's I don't put that I'm not suggesting that. No, that's the that's fact. That's 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 a fact. That's a fact. All right? Brian Dawkins quite is you know what no in fact this is a fact too Brian Dawkins greatest uh safety in Eagles history yep that is a fact one of the best in NFL history one of the best in NFL history but hands down the best in Eagles history Terrell Owens Terrell Owens had one of the greatest seasons in yeah. NFL history yeah, he did. and helped lift this team to the playoffs yep even though he missed all the playoffs he, yeah I mean they got to the Super Bowl without him yeah and he played with a metal rod in his league in yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Nine catches yeah. for over 100 and yards. You're still talk- and you're still talking guys like Brian Westbrook. You're talking uh, Jeremiah Trotter, Javon Curse, you know, uh, John Runyon, Trey Thomas. Chad Lewis. Chad, mm-hmm. but he was reliable. Yeah, he was reliable. He was reliable. He was reliable. He had but, reliable hands. But nonetheless, it is week six. Excuse me, we're going into week seven. Yep. Why are we comparing these two teams? I I don't know. I think I think we as Philadelphia fans kind of get again we get ahead of ourselves in a little bit because we we're like oh my god well we're on four game we're on a four game winning streak this is great we already took out the Cardinals we took out the Panthers who everybody said you know yeah. they one of the better teams and. You know, Cam was hot, and we were able to shut him down. And we're doing this without Sidney Jones. And we're doing this without uh, Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby. Yeah. We're doing this really without a running game. Mm-hmm. Like we're really playing good. And Alshon having, you know, Alshon hasn't really gone off. And yeah, we got Carson Wentz. And look at Wentz. You know, mm-hmm. he's better than Jared Goff. He's better than Dak Prescott. You know. Okay. I mean, and and all that's good. You know, like you have you haven't said anything wrong. Right. You know, like, I don't disagree with any of those thoughts. That is correct. That does not mean uh, that that's st- you, you still, even given everything that you just said, how the Eagles are winning, mm-hmm. what they're winning without, what they're winning with, who they have, does not, none of that 
translates into let's now put this team up there with the greatest teams of franchise history. Exactly. We're doing too much, you guys. That's too much. Just enjoy the ride. People can't do that, though. Because why can't why can't we enjoy the ride? Why can't we just enjoy what this team is doing on a weekly basis? Because we as we as sports fans always got to make comparisons. We're always making comparisons to something. But is it necessary? Uh, uh, because I'm like for me, I mean, like I hear that, but I don't feel like I need to do that. Oh yeah, I don't think I need to either. Yeah. Just, on the general on the generalization, people like to make comparisons and say, well, even in like basketball, people will say, "Well, you know, the you know the two thousand what sixteen Warriors, you know, are they greater, are they better than the mm-hmm. you know the late nineties Bulls?" Like people want to have those comparisons because they want to find something that they can kind of grasp at and not, like you said, enjoy the ride and take it for what it is. Because when you also have to make these, when you also make these comparisons, you also gotta realize what the realize it's two different timestamps. We're not talking yeah. like the 2010 Eagles and 2017 Eagles where you're like, okay, all right, now I can, you're, you're not far off. We're talking 2004, 2017. 2004 NFL was totally different mm-hmm. than 2017. Yeah. Teams no. weren't, I'm not going to say weaker, but teams were weaker. I mean, the <laughs> NFC East wasn't what it was now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got, pat, you know, they were, you, you know, the quarterbacks that they were facing uh, in 04, you know, Dante Culpepper, Randy, uh, Mike Vick, you know, mm-hmm. In their proms, both of those two in their proms, but still, it was a totally different NFL to make those type of comparisons. It's, you're reaching, and I understand why people do it, but you just well, can't. Well, I mean, let's 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 dig a little bit deeper into this because I feel like I understand the reasons. I understand the causes for optimism. I mean, you're looking once again. You're looking at a five and one team. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the rest of your conference. Yeah, and I, I guess, like, probably on paper, you know, when you're when you're when you're giving things the eye test, you're looking down at at the conference, and at the beginning of the season, you probably thought the the teams to beat would be Green Bay, mm-hmm. maybe Seattle. Yep, Seattle, Dallas, and, and, and Dallas. Dallas is struggling. Yeah, uh, Seattle struggling. Yeah, and Green Bay just lost Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the season. Yep. When you look like. I mean, let's look at the current playoff picture right now. I mean, once again, and granted, this is this is me admitting that I understand how it sounds to be talking about, hey, let's look at the playoff picture right. in week seven. But that's not far fetched since we're midway through the season. Yeah. But you're looking at the Eagles on top of the NFC at five and one. Mm-hmm. Next is Minnesota. Minnesota doesn't scare anybody. Not really. Not not with not, but, well, not with that. Not with their quarterback position being what it is, because right. right now you're sitting there, you don't know whether the man is, whether it's Sam Bradford, whether it's Casey Keenum. Now they're talking about Teddy Bridgewater able to practice again. I don't, for what? Which I'm I'm cool with that, you know. I'm cool cool with what? With Teddy coming back, Teddy ain't coming no, at least not this season. Teddy's t- Teddy's know. leg is scotch taped together right now. Oh, that's messed up, man. I mean, it's the truth. That's not messed up. That's the truth. You can't say, you can't disrespect the great Teddy, man. That's not disrespectful. He, <laughs> If I was to say that to his face, he'd be like, yeah, you know what, John Brown, you're right. But don't tell, but don't say it's scotch taped. Uh, all right, you know, okay. All right. His, his duct tape. His duct tape together. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well there, well, there you go. All right. 
So Teddy Bridgewater. you make him sound fragile. Oh, okay. Well, he's not fragile. It's not. Well, his leg is fragile right yes. now. But, but I get, yeah, I yeah. get your point. Yeah, the yeah. Vikings quarterback situation is yeah, is it's rough. in flux. It's, it's in, in flux. All right, you got Carolina, who you just beat. Right. You just beat in their place, or on primetime football. Then you got the L.A. Rams. Come on, son. Then you got Green. Tomo, Tomo, okay. Tomo. You cannot, you cannot dis, you cannot dismiss the L.A. Rams. Who? The L.A. Rams. Who? The Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, like I said. So then oh, after Carson. that, you got uh, what? what? They playing Carson too? I think they might be going to Carson Who cares? or Inglewood. Or it's the Rams, dog. Nobody cares. Look, look, yeah, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. If, if, if the Eagles lose to them in December, we'll be talking about. Well, it. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what? And all we'll be talking about. We'll be saying, "Hey, man, I so I told you so. I said I told you it was it was way too soon <laughs> to be crowning this team anything." If they lose to the Rams, I'm gonna be like, "Man, I told you. I came well, with well, this." Well, it is possible with that. With that three-game road trip in December, is it's possible because you got Seattle, L.A., and then the Giants. And, I mean, you can't dismiss. I understand why you said four and two. You know, Rams can't really take them serious. But that team has got tremendously better. Their four and two is different oh, than uh, – their four and two is different than last year's three and two or three and one, wherever with Jeff Fisher. I wish y'all could see the way I'm looking at Javon right now. I'm trying um, to speak I'm, to I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm trying to speak the my truth My eyes here. don't go any farther to the I'm, side I'm trying to right speak, now. I'm trying to speak the truth here. My <laughs> eyes are all the way to the side. My mouth is just twisted, just like, like really. Until, You're and, sitting and, here and, trying and, to look me in the until eye. Until Ty Gurley rushes for 100 yards. No, that could happen. <laughs> that could happen. But I'm still looking at him like, really, are you trying to make a case for the L.A. Rams of wherever they play? It should be the L.A. Rams of St. Louis since they yeah. never should have left. But I that's, agree with you know, that. that's, I agree with that. That's neither here nor there. So sorry, but, but nonetheless, you know, you're looking at them. And I, I think at this point, for me and many Eagles fans looking at it, like, yes, in, the Rams are not pushovers. No. They're they're far from pushovers. They got a defense. And they, they have a defense, and they have a running back who can just cook you if they keep feeding him. Mm-hmm. All right? I understand that. But nonetheless, you know, at you know at first sight, you're looking at this, and you, you, you see the Rams there, and you're like, eh. eh. They got the number one overall pick. Eh. Yeah. Once again, eh. He's looked better. Two is more than one. So I'll take that, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's whatever. But then after the Rams, you got Green Bay with no Aaron Rodgers. Mm-mm. And then you got New Orleans, who is really fighting for an identity. Yeah, they don't know you what know, they, 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 they don't know <laughs> what they want to be. They just know they didn't want Adrian Peterson to be part of it. And now Adrian Peterson is Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, I'm Anomaly. Whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll see what he does. But then, but that's your playoff picture. Once again, you know that's th- those are your playoff teams right Not, now. Nothing scares. And, and nothing, nothing jumps out at you. Nothing no. says, okay, you have to look out for those people. So that kind of feeds except, into except Carolina. Yeah, I mean, granted, you have to see them again. But if things go the way they go, Carolina has to come here. Right. So given that, you know, once again, I think that takes. A level of fear off of Carolina because Carolina's legit. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and act like these teams I aren't could, legit. I teams. can already picture it now. It's January. <laughs> Come on, man. NFC Champion. <laughs> Come on, man. No, don't, don't, no. I just had. I just had division right there. I saw. No. I saw. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
I saw I saw for a minute. You're setting us up for the coldest winter right now. I, man. I saw for a minute. That winter is going to be so cold. I if saw that for happens. a minute. Oh, no, <laughs> no. But nonetheless, those are your playoff teams. You're looking at Minnesota, Carolina, the Rams, the Packers, and the Saints. None of those jump out at you. Nope. After but the that, Saints you, did beat us a couple of years that, ago. That is true. But it was with Aaron Sproles. But then you're looking at Atlanta. Maybe, yeah. But they got to be able to hold the lead. Yep. Then you got Washington. No, nah. no. And then you got Seattle, who could be da- who could yeah. be very dangerous, but They've still, been nonetheless, there, been there, done that. They know how to play. Yeah, but nonetheless, you know those three teams: Atlanta, Seattle, and uh, Washington. They got to get there because right yeah. now they're on the out outside looking in. So yes, Seattle has to be a tough team, and yeah, there's a good chance the Eagles could go out west and lose to Seattle this season. Yeah, but nonetheless, if they're on the outside looking in. It's not really a problem. So, therefore, when you're sitting there and you're, you're looking at what could possibly be a a pretty smooth run mm-hmm. into the playoffs, and everyone knows that all when you're talking about the NFL playoffs, when you're talking about the playoffs and getting to and winning a Super Bowl, you know, all you have to do is get in. Yep. Once you're in, it's anyone's game. Mm-hmm. So, you take that in con- into consideration. You take what this team has. You have a defense that is improving. A defense that can be, it's one of ver- the, you know. It's one of the best in stopping the run. Yes, it can be you know, one of the best in stopping the run. And then you see the rest of these teams. And with the exception of Gurley and maybe McCaffrey, who you just shut down in his home building, there's no real running backs that, that scare you. No. Not and then with, on top of that. with Seattle. And, really. then, and then on top of that, you're looking at that. I mean, there's no real wide receivers that scare you either. You know, maybe Jordy Nelson, but then you got the backup quarterback throwing to him. Yeah. Jordy Nelson, Sammy Watkins. Eh, yeah. Once again, see, once again, you're, you're, you're thinking about Stephon it. Stephon Dix. Maybe. He's a problem. Man, okay. All right. But nonetheless, I mean, it's still none that just, just really. It's not Julio. Yeah, exactly. Not Julio. Not Julio, because right now Julio's on the outside looking in, too. Yeah. Julio's on the outside looking in. That Seattle defense on the outside looking in. Washington, Kirk Cousins, who, who, who has had good games against the Eagles outside looking in. Won the division yeah. here in the city. So Yeah. So, once again, it's like. You're going back and forth. Mm-hmm. You, you see the other teams that you have to deal with. Right. That builds up your confidence. You see the team that you have. You have Carson Wentz. You have this offensive line playing a, a, a good level of football. One of the best, and a lot of people don't give it credit to that. A lot of people give the Cowboys offensive line the greatest credit in the world, and I guess because they're all – Younger guys. But yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's more, a good offensive line. You know, right. we could sit there, and we can hate on the Cowboys all we want. You yeah. know, and, and, because it's fun, right? But that's still a, a pretty good offensive line. Um, a debate can be made which one is better, Eagles or uh, Cowboys, but that's for another show. Yeah. But nonetheless, you know, they're. I mean, they're not even on the page. Mm-mm. You're looking at, you know, you're looking at the playoff picture, and your Dallas isn't even on the page. So. Once again, that brings us back to how this is building the confidence that we have in this team. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like in in the end, it's like 
when you realize, when you know that your team is not there yet, mm-hmm. and it's like it, I feel like it puts things in a perspective. It, it puts a you know it puts things into a certain context. In that, I would love to see where this where this goes, mm-hmm. wherever it ends, as long as it ends in the playoffs. Right. I think that's a plus. Oh yeah, if they get to the playoffs and they yeah. either even if they lose or even if they win one game. You'll take it, yeah. I, well, I, because I it, it already exceeded expectations yeah. of what we said earlier: yeah. eight and eight or mm-hmm. nine and seven. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. So for me, I'm, I'm. I look at it like that's 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 success for me. Mm-hmm. That's that's good for me. I, I'll take that. Um, because this team's not there yet. Mm-hmm. I would love. I, I want to see now that we we know what we have in a lot of our skill positions. Now's the time to see, you know, what I want. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to that part of the season. I'm looking forward to the postseason because I want to see how we now bring in a running back. Mm-hmm. You know how now we have to look at we we we're, we're we're taking a serious look at who will be the person to replace Jason Peters. Yep. You know, do you move Lane Johnson over to the left tackle, and do you have a right tackle? Who can yeah. fill that? Vo- can fill that void. So for me, it's like okay, I'm satisfied with accepting wherever this season takes me, mm-hmm. and if it happens for some you know reason takes me to a Super Bowl, that's even and better. Oh yeah, no but doubt. I don't need to expect it. No, I don't need to you know to call it to predict it. Mm-mm. Like too many fans are, and I don't need and, and I don't need to put this team up against any other team in week seven, dog. No. To me, that's just silly because what you're doing is like we're setting ourselves up for disappointment, what, a high level of disappointment and a disappointment that will compromise and it will cloud our viewpoints cl- of yeah. the team. It's going to take away any form of rationality. Right. Like you're sitting here and you're looking at this and we are looking at the job that Doug P- uh, Peterson has done and we're saying okay, he's improved his play calling. He's he he's his play calling is at a level now where you're good with it. Mm-hmm. It's more balanced. It's more balanced. You're doing what you asked him to do and he's he's cutting down the number of WTF plays mm-hmm. that you see in a week. Yep, he is. So, with that, you know, it's like you you take that into consideration, you're satisfied. But yet, if you're sitting up here saying, this team can win the championship, this team can go to the Super Bowl, this team can do whatever, and then they don't. You're now looking at Doug like, what happened? Mm-hmm. That's when you start questioning, all right, Doug's got to go. We got yeah, to fire Doug. We got yeah. to, you know, we got to get rid of him. We got to make a change. And that might not be the case. No. This could just be the case that this team is just going to go wherever it's going to go. And I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. The wheels will fall off when they eventually does. Because, again, you're playing with house money. Like mm-hmm. yeah. that's, it. that's all you're playing with right now. You're playing with house money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And with that, I mean, it's like. It's almost it's almost it's, it's, it's frust- almost like. It just, it just frustrates me. It's this like week. the 0-1-6ers. Mm-hmm. Like. They were good, and obviously Irison won MVP and everything. But mm-hmm. you just knew you were playing with house money because mm-hmm. it was just him. Yeah, and you, you, you had knew that. Cast of as, yeah, you knew that as good as this team was, 
And as exciting as this team was, and as scrappy mm-hmm. and as tough as that 0-1 Sixers team was, you knew in your heart of hearts right. that no matter what they did, they were not as good as the Lakers. Right, or even the 2011-12 Sixers. Mm-hmm. When they got into the playoffs and got to the second round, you yep. knew they wasn't going to no Eastern Conference Finals. Finals yeah. But they took us to the but ride even to the, Game yeah. 7. And yeah. you appreciated it because you knew it was house money. Exactly, exactly. And it's like you don't you don't need to do that. Because now, I mean, it's like when you look back now, like, of course, we talk about uh, the 0-1 Sixers mm-hmm. as, you know, as a great team. Yeah. But who really now, five years removed from that from that year, who really compares? Uh, I mean, who puts that that eleven Sixers team up against anything? No, but you know, exactly because it just was a team that they got in the playoffs and, and Rose got hurt. Yeah. But again, if they lost with Derrick Rose, was was if they lost against the Bulls, then people were like, oh, then they're bad. But again, house money. They they it was a bunch of guys that just played hard and. You appreciated that because you're like, you got that night shift, you know. Mm-hmm. That was a team that everybody loved, and it was just like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. They got the game seven. You're like, oh, okay, wow, we got actual game seven. We got, we got mm-hmm. something out of this season. Yeah, cause, because it, it was like, all right, you beat – when you beat the Bulls, when they beat the Bulls, I was – And they were first seed. Yeah, and they were first seed, but you knew, you knew that that could have happened once Derrick Rose – Shredded his knee, mm-hmm. so you know. Uh, I hate to use the word fluke, but yeah. that, that that was that and was. Act, a, you put an asterisk. In yeah, that's that's an asterisk. That's that you know that was a fluke win, right. you know. But now Boston, Boston was a different story yeah. because they had their big three, the big three in their prime. Mm-hmm. You know that was still, you know they they were still dominant. They were that was still a very dominant team. So to take the- take them to a game now to not only take them to a game seven, but to take them to a game seven and have a lead in the fourth quarter, yep. that was a different story. Mm-hmm. And you you know you were taking note, but still when they lost, you were like, you know what? It was a great story for then. Yep. But that is not indicative of what that where that team was as a whole. That was yeah. still a team that squeaked through. Yeah. You know, just you know, just good enough to make it to the playoffs. Indeed. Probably should have gotten swept in the first round. Yep. You know, tough break. You know, went their way. Mm-hmm. But with you know, and, and and I we say that to bring it back to this Eagles team, where it's like, okay, you know what? I I, I like this team. I like the direction of this team. I like, you know, how this team is taking form. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but they're not there yet. Exactly. And that's cool with me. that's all right. That's that's all right. That should be okay with you. It should be because each week you want to see development and improvement. If you're getting improvement each week, and you're seeing players play better. You're seeing Nelson Aguilar play better. You're seeing Wentz play better. You're seeing the corners without Ronald Darby continuing to get better. The Jalen Mills, Rasul Douglas, you get them better. That's what improvement is all about. And that's what this team needs more than anything, improvement and development. You'll take the wins. Yeah, it's great to be, you know, 5-1 and one and 2-0 and oh in division. And if they, you know, somehow end up with the first seed in NFC, we'll all take it because it's house money. You're like – well, we get to we we skip Where wild card are, yeah, weekend. Yeah. We only two wins away from the Super Bowl, because, so you just take it as that. Because here here's the thing: it, it's it's one thing for us as fans to believe the hype. 
you know, to come in there and say, hey, whoa, you know, we we could do this. We we could beat, you know, right. we, we could be able to beat one of these teams and, 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 and go to the Super Bowl and win a championship like the, or whatever. Like the 2010 Eagles. Really? Remember they were like they like the sixth seed and they yeah well they beat the Vikings and well, beat no. the Giants and yeah again another team playing with house money that you mm-hmm. didn't really expect and you're like come on man. but like, but still but but you but with that you know it, it was like you you kind of you you knew what had to be done yep I remember yeah you know, that team had to be blown up. you know that team had to be blown up. And and I'm not saying because because even and, if they and, made this Super Bowl, yeah, you just like yo, this yeah, team got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 the same with that with the 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 eleven twelve Sixers because you know people people can talk about how badly the Bynum trade you know turned out, and it did. But it helped. It helped years. Yeah, later. yeah, it helped years later. But still, for me, like as bad as that trade was, mm-hmm. and as as terrible as the outcome of that trade was it was still a trade that needed to be made yep that was still a trade where you know if if all things considered i I would do again oh yeah i think we all would because you reaped the benefits later because in the nba you have to get supremely bad to get good again Mm -hmm. but but nonetheless with this team i feel like it's not like what makes this team different from from past teams and and the teams that we've been talking about is this team is still on this team can still be good. Mm-hmm. However, you know you know the deficiencies in this team. Exactly. You know what this team needs to do. No one need you know, we don't need if 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 we fall short of the ultimate goal, which is once again to win a championship, mm-hmm. I feel like there is no need to blow up this team. No. But there are holes in this team that we knew were there when we began. We know, you know, deep down inside, we know they're there now. Yes, this is this. They're having some success running the ball, but still, there's there's nothing necessarily that intimidating about this run game. They have a very serviceable run game, but we, you know, no. It's still a run game that could use a feature back. You know, Wendell Smallwood is good. But he's not a feature back. But he's not a feature back. LeGarrette Blunt is good. Not a feature, feature back. back. You know, your boy Pumphrey, you know, we don't know. We don't know, but he's not a feature back. But he's not a feature Yeah, what we do know is he's not a feature back. Right. And the same goes for Clement, too. Which is everybody's. They call him the, uh, what do they call him, the Honda or whatever. What? They say you gotta fire up the the Honda or some or something like that. I've, yeah, I I'll, I gotta find a tweet for you. Really? Yeah, yeah no, man. I don't know. They they're really into the the Clement love is is real. All I know is guys, you're doing too much with all this comparison. I mean, come on, man. Why why are we comparing this team to the O four Eagles? Why? There's no point in it. There's no you know there, there's no reason. Um. Real quick, my man Patrick Manley is watching the game for us. That's, see, see that, 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 that shows that shows you how we doing it. You know, it's like look, breaking we got, news. We got breaking news from the night mode desk. Uh, Patrick Manley took a took a break from all them slow jams he was playing <laughs> to hand me the score. 
And we're going to, uh, and, and, and trust me, uh, don't worry. In this show, we are going to talk about uh, this. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Sixers and the start of the season and the game. And the game down there in Washington. That will be discussed in today's show. But first, we, we just wanted just wanted to talk Eagles a little bit. All right, we just want to talk Eagles and these expectations that we're putting on this team because I just feel like it's too much. You know, I don't. You know, I I understand people need things to talk about, but you know, I'm sitting there looking at us and we just talk 32 minutes without putting those types of expectations on the team. You know, you don't need to. There's no point in it. I found the Honda reference. You found it? All right, go ahead. You got it? Go ahead. Yeah, it says, Deuce Staley gave Glassboro's Corey Clement. says, Glassboro's Corey Clement is like a Honda Accord because you can put a lot of miles on them inconsistent. So that's where it comes from. When was the last time you think Deuce Staley drove a Honda Accord? I don't know. It's probably been 20 years. But, you know, nonetheless, I, I hear what he's saying. He, and he's not wrong. No. Not wrong. What is wrong? Comparing this team to the 04 Eagles. Eagles. Exactly. That's that's dumb to that's me. That's dumb. I'm, I'm gonna need people to you know I'm I'm gonna need people to stop doing that. All right, let's stop doing that. Okay. Um. Look, let's take a quick break. All right, because the fourth quarter is about to start. We're gonna watch this game. <laughs> all right. But we're gonna come back. We have to. You know, after last week's epic. Uh. Epic awarding of the Sit Your Ass Down Award. Mm-hmm. We had so many nominees. We had so many nominees. We actually forgot to n- mention one nominee. Yeah. So after all that, you know, <laughs> you know, we we had the biggest field ever for the Sit Your Ass Down Award, and we it, ended up for, it, we ended up leaving one on the table, forgetting it, to mention them. It, 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 it's like it's like it's not it's like getting it's like not getting picked on Selection Sunday. Yeah. You're like the first seed in the NIT. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's what they're. So I don't even know what the NIT of the Sit Your Ass Down Award would be. It's just the the the, the Just Go Away Award. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the Just Go but Away. Any, anyway, but no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take we're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll talk a little more Sixers. Talk a little more Eagles when we come back, and then we will have the Sit Your Ass Down Award for this week. Got some contenders. Got some pe- people are out here begging for this award. Yeah. And every week. Every week someone's out here begging for this award and we got to give them what they want. So we got to tell something. We're, so we'll take a break. We'll talk more Eagles. We'll talk more uh, Sixers. And then we'll tell somebody, sit your ass down on the Best in the World Sports Report. Once again, hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at B-I-T-W Sports. At B-I-T-W Sports. That is us, John and Jovan, Total Sports Live, in the house. People don't even say in the house anymore. Yeah. We're in the house. Well, yeah, we'll go with that. And and are you old enough to remember in the place to be? No. Oh my god, man. Anyway, we'll be right back. Peace. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at PhillyGoFlow.com. <laughs> If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com.
My suit can still make an impression. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. Javon Alford taking a break real quick, stepping out the room, uh, getting a drink or something. I, I, I don't know. He's doing something. But he's not here right now. But show must go on. He'll be back in a second because we do have another edition of the Sit Your Ass Down Award. And we got to bring it local. All right. We got local writer begging for this award so we'll give it to him in the next segment in the meantime we've been dealing with Washington DC a lot over this past week last Saturday uh, the Flyers went down uh, the Flyers took on the Capitals smoked them dropped an 8 spot on them Bulls last Saturday Wednesday the Sixers kicked off their season down in D.C. They lost to the Wizards, you know, but it was still a good game. People talking about, uh, you know, moral victories and whether or not that's a thing. Me, I think it's cool. I think there's a window where you can accept, uh, you know, moral victories. There's a small window. I think with a team this young, at this point in the season, nothing wrong with moral victories. If we're having this same conversation come February or March, then uh, my my opinion might change. All right, but we'll get we'll circle back to the Sixers. The Eagles will be uh, welcoming the Washington Redskins on Sunday. All right, uh, you know we 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 beat them earlier this season, so they might be looking for some revenge. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's a game to eat. I guess on paper, you could say the Eagles should win, seeing how the Eagles are playing football right now and the Redskins are playing football. But we all know, if you have been a fan of this team, then you know it's the games where you feel like this team should win that uh, it doesn't turn out that way. You know? It just doesn't. It just doesn't. So... To talk about this, I got to bring in our guest. Our guest this week is a longtime friend of the show, been rocking with the best for what? Now, all four seasons has been on with us to talk DC sports live and direct from the DMV. For those who don't know, that's DC, Maryland, and Virginia, straight out of my alma mater, the Morgan State University. She is the host of of the one of the best podcasts that is not produced by us. The world famous Rolling with Ramos show. She is a, me, a media mogul. I'm, I'm, I know I'm pouring it on thick, but it's okay. She's a friend of ours, so we like doing this for her. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mikel Ramos from Rolling with Ramos on the air with us today. Mikel, what's going on? John, my brother, my friend. What's going on, sir? My fellow Morganite. I know it was good seeing you. I saw Mikel. For, for those who 
for, for my Morgan fam who listen to the show, who support me. And there was a lot of people at Morgan uh, last week came up to me and was like, yo, man, I love your podcast. I listen to your podcast. I saw Mikel on the bridge. We had to kick it on the bridge for a couple minutes, you know, just like just like Morganites do. For, for you know, for people who go to Morgan State who know all about the bridge, I was sitting there had to talk. To, I had to talk to Mikel for a couple minutes on the bridge because it was and it was good to see you, real good to see you. It was good to see you too. It was we couldn't have asked for a better day. We couldn't have asked for a better game. Yes. I know they talking about your G Ho and Howard Homecoming, but come to Morgan State, a better. Hundred and fifty years. Yes, uh, it was. It was just a perfect day. Perfect. It was. It, perfect it, it, it was. It was. It was a perfect day. Uh, basically, the the entire day epitomized going to homecoming at a historically black college. You know, it was just a great day. It was a great atmosphere. You just walking around, hugging people, shaking hands, just soaking up all that love. It, it was a good. It was a very good time. Very good time at Morgan's homecoming. But on to business. The business at hand. You were at the game on Wednesday when the Sixers took on the Wizards. So you were you got you got to see up close the I guess the beginning of the next step of the process. So I know you were there to cover the Wizards, but you were but you saw you saw this this new look Sixers team. Uh, what did you think? I thought they looked good. They were competitive. At one point, the Wizards were up about 8-9. And um, they were able to rally back the Sixers and and, 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 and and actually take the lead, lead in the third. So, And I looked up and I was like, wow, the Sixers are looking competitive. They're looking as if, I mean, it's a long time coming. I know you guys, every time you get a new regime in Philadelphia, you're looking for those Allen Iverson days to come back and, and, and rejuvenation in the city. I think this year, well, you guys will experience growing pain. You'll have some tough losses, but you'll be in the thick of it. I don't know. I'm not too sure about the playoffs, but this is the East. And you probably can't sneak into that eighth spot. But we say next year. The Philadelphia Sixers will be good, and just so you know, Joel Embiid, that money, he deserves it. He looks good. Look real good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I, I have no complaints. There, I mean, I guess it, this fan base is funny that way because it just seems like no matter who the player is, there, there are very few players in Philly history who will sign a like a long term big money deal in this town that fans will think was actually worth the money. You know, it's like the moment you sign that contract is the moment you begin to be considered overpaid. But I just feel like with Embiid, you have to roll the dice here. You know, I'm, I am I can't say that whether or not this will be the right move, whether or not this will be the best move, but nonetheless, this was a necessary move. You had to make this move. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does work, you now have probably one of the best big men to play in this league in a very, very long time. So you saw him up close. You know, he played played big minutes. You know, all you know, going going into the game, the talk had been he was going to play maybe sixteen minutes, maybe twenty at the most. He had thirteen minutes at halftime. So there were a lot of people worried. 
He ends up he ends up playing 27 minutes, scores 18 points. You saw him up close. What were your thoughts on Joel Embiid? I thought he was poised. Um, to, you'll be happy to know that, you know, I know it was the, the Wizards when you know it was in D.C. and it was a season opener. But at the same time, there were a lot of Philly fans there. There was a lot of Philadelphia representation there. And um, he showed up for the crowd. You know, at one point, you thought that he, you thought that the season opener was going to be spoiled. And Philly could have took it away. I mean, he, he ran the length of the floor. He blocked shots. He stood up to um, he, he stood up to to Marchenko Tot, <laughs> and that's a big guy. Um, he held his own in the paint, um, and he also um, tried to deliver on the outside ball. So you couldn't have asked for too much of a complete game for him. Ben Simmons is still going to go through his growing pain, but that is what he is, and we're going to still try to get everything together. But Reddick, but at the same time, he looked very good. He looked like a leader. He looked like someone that's in the trenches with the guys, and he looks like someone that's competitive and trying to get his team morale rallied up. He looks like he, he looked like he was ready for that money. Okay. Now, of course, he got to go the duration of the season, but he looked like he was ready for that money. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's definitely one you you know got to take it one game at a time. Now, were you able to talk to uh, the Wizards players after the game? Did you uh, did you do post game interviews? Yes, I did. Okay. What um. What, what were they saying about the Sixers? Did they or did they talk about the team that they played that night? What did they think of uh, the product the uh, Sixers were putting on the floor? I mean, they felt good. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you're going to go out and you're going to compete. It doesn't matter who walks in the arena. But at the same time, as far as how Philadelphia looked, it, it wasn't a shock. It wasn't a surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you say, any given Sunday, it's any given time as well. You know, you have to be prepared for those things. So, but they were they were they were ready to take them on, and um, I don't want to say that they were impressed, but I mean, they they gave them their props. I hear you. All right, we're on the line with Mikel Ramos from Rolling with Ramos. She's got a finger on the pulse of the D.C. sports scene, Baltimore sports scene. So we're glad to have her on. Uh, wanted to switch gears a little bit uh, because the main event, you know, we've we've had the undercard now. All right, the the Flyers played the Capitals. The Sixers played the Wizards. But now the main event is this Sunday when the Eagles take on the Redskins. Now, they beat them earlier this season. But you know, we all know how it is in the NFC East. So, with that in mind, do, do, do the Redskins have revenge in mind? Just the good. I mean, you know, the Eagles are finally looking like the team. I grew up in the Jeremiah Trotter, the Shady McCoy, the Deshaun Jackson before he became a wrestler. I grew up in that era. And to um, see them making a comeback and resonating something in city again is pretty good. I grew up being afraid to play the, the Eagles on any given Sunday. And it's nice to see that they get, they've gotten that back together again. Um, I'm pretty happy. Um, we did well last week against the 49ers coming off of a bye. You know, we have to just stay in the thick of things with the Cowboys losing against the Green Bay Packers. That changed the landscape a little bit. If the Eagles can get one NFC East battle under their belt, it means a lot moving forward and moving towards getting towards that, that, that Thanksgiving. And, you know, this NFC East is, 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 you know, they say it's not tough anymore, but it is. 
back to back to back to back to back. And just as long as the Redskins can keep down the turnovers, Kirk Cousins is good. I mean, he's always going to give numbers. But then the day Josh Norman, him being gone, hurt us, and that secondary hasn't always been the best. To me, I've always said our secondary has been right since Sean Taylor left by Russell Kirk. But at the same time, um, just as long as we can cut down on the mistakes and get back and, and, and produce defensively, I think the Redskins will be okay. Now, you talked about the injury to Josh Norman, and he will not be playing on Sunday. Uh, what other injuries do you feel will play a part in uh, Sunday's game? Honestly, that one. If I have to pinpoint one, I have to pinpoint that one because the when you're looking at Carson Wentz, he likes to go in deep ball now. He has great receivers for that now. So at this, so at this point in time, Breland has always been bad, but I always say one thing about Breland. Having Josh Norman there, kind of sort of kept his 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 faults under wraps a little bit. And their best corner, our best corner, which was Josh Norman, has always played against the best receiver. And they respect Josh Norman. Now, I hope that they would, now, I don't know how much respect they're going to give to our other corner, but, yeah, Josh Norman being gone, um, messed up the scheme of things, but we'll live without him. We'll do our best job. Okay, now another, another story, you know, you all, when you talk to Eagles Redskins, you're always going to talk about the quarterbacks. You know, we know about Carson Wentz and we know about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is still the Redskins is still have not really made a decision on whether Kirk they consider Kirk Cousins the quarterback of their future. At this point now, from the time from the game coming up on Sunday and the last time we played. Is Kirk Cousins gaining any support and you know, as far as making that, that jump and really solidifying himself as the quarterback of the Washington Redskins? At this point, I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know what they're looking to see. I mean, the quarterback situation in D.C. gets no better than Kirk Cousins. It's been a long time coming. Since we've had a quarterback that was sustainable, I mean, I know it happened to RG3. So mm-hmm. at this point, pay the man, give him his money, let him play. He's been producing. He's been producing. I mean, if you talk about top quarterbacks in the NFL, mm-hmm. I mean, by the numbers, I'm not saying that he's Aaron Rodgers or I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but by the numbers, he does well. So at the end of the day, just, just accept that for a long time. This should be a quarterback. I think they just eternally have issues. Him and Dan Snyder don't get along, I, I don't think. I think it's a lot of internal issues. Um, but unfortunately, I hope that they can fix that and um, start to realize that what they have going in D.C. can be a winning environment if they just get their egos out of the egos out of the way. Okay, well, once again, we are on the line with Mikel Ramos from Rolling with Ramos, talking Eagles, Redskins, talked about Kirk Cousins, and really so basically locking him down as the quarterback of the future for the Redskins. I think part of the reason that he's had uh, any measure of success so far has been the receiving game of uh, the receiving game. I mean, basically just, just that in general, the guys he's throwing the ball to. Um, Terrell Pryor kind of had a shaky start, dropped some balls, but I think he's starting to come around. And then also, you know, you've you had some injuries in, uh, at, at tight end, but I think there's been a resurgence as far as, you know, in Vernon Davis starting to look like the guy, you know, 
from his years in uh, the 49ers, maybe even his years at uh, University of Maryland. But how has this receiving uh, this receiving core, your receivers and your tight ends, how you know, how big have they played? And how much of a help have, have they been to Kirk Cousins? It's, it's been very amazing to watch this transition of these guys. I'm a big um, Jordan Reed fan. I think when, um, when you talk about him, he's one of the top in the East. And um, it's been nice to watch his maturation. I'm very excited. And, uh, and the one thing about the Redskins is turnovers. As long as you keep the turnovers down, everything is productive. It's a good spark. Just um, a little bit of the running game to be added a little bit more. You know, our running game has been able to get off, the, get off of the um, – there's the bench to a degree, um, but I'm, I'm hoping that can that can happen soon because once the running game gets going, her cousins can produce a little bit more. Okay, you talked about the running game, so let's talk Chris Thompson real quick. Um, his numbers don't necessarily jump out at you, but I, I it it seems to me like this is this is who they want to be the guy. Do they believe he is the guy, and do you believe that Chris uh, Chris Thompson can be uh, a featured back on this team? I do, um, but at the same time, I don't think we're looking for that big blockbuster type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Alpha Morris is gone. We're not looking for that in the running game. We're looking for somebody that's a special thing, someone that can give us at least 80, 90 yards, 100 yards per game, if that. But enough to break open the lanes. That's all. And Chris Thompson has done that so far. You know what I'm saying? He's continued to be a nice addition. Not he's not the team, but he's a nice addition to the team. I hear you. I hear you. Well, once again, I want to thank Mikel Ramos from Rolling with Ramos. So dedicated to coming on the best in the world sports report. She is calling in live and direct from the nail salon right now, getting the nails done for the weekend. Are, are are you in the chair right now? That's that's what I need to know. No. So we actually did this whole show without me being in the chair, but that's all good. <laughs> hey, Bikella, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, all right? Thank you, as always. My fellow Morganite, my brother, your support, your encouragement is amazing, and I wish you always the best. Oh, man, it's all good. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Once again, that is Mikel Ramos from Rolling with Ramos on the line on the best in the world sports report. Hey, look, guys, let's take a real quick break. Um, Just a reminder, you can hear us every Saturday on phillygoflow.com. That's the grown folks groove. That's what they call it over there. Check us out on phillygoflow.com every Saturday, 8 a.m. You can rock with the best. We come in right after the reggae show right before the 80s show. So once again, you get your dreadlocks, then you get us, then you get your jerry curls, all right? That's how it goes. All right, once again, hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at any time, at B-I-T-W Sports. Once again, at B-I-T-W Sports. My name is John Brown. We're going to take a real quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap things up with the Sit Your Ass Down Award. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. You 
you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report as we normally do at this point in the show. We must thank Patrick Manley from phillygoflow.com. Just a reminder, we are on phillygoflow.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. We we took over the whole morning last yeah, week. Yeah, last week, yeah. We just totally knocked out early yeah, morning early 80s. morning. There, there was no early morning 80s. Yeah. It, it was us. Couldn't get your jerry curl. Couldn't get, if you had a jerry curl and you was looking for some jerry curl music, Last Saturday, you found none. None at all. You know just what you a bunch found? of sports talk. Yeah, you, uh, just a bunch of sports talk and a bunch Which of brothers just telling people to sit sit your ass down. That's what you that's what you got last week. But it was good, though. It was, it was good. It was great. So, once again, we are on phillygoflow.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. You can rock with the best, the best in the world sports report. Hosted by me, John Brown, my man, Jovan Alford of totalsportslive.com. And we talk sports. That's what we do. If you want to talk sports with us at BITW Sports, that is the address. That is the, that is that is our username. That is what we go through or with the bio, whatever, whatever. Bottom line at BITW Sports, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hit us up at any time. We will talk to you. Um, still talking about uh, the Sixers getting on. Uh, the start of their season in Washington D.C., losing to uh, losing to the Washington Wizards. Um, little, I mean, a little disappointed, but there was some fight, a lot of fight. It was a good game. They yeah. put up a, a good fight. Um, Great effort in the fourth this quarter. Is, yeah, this is. I mean, just like what we were talking about earlier with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. This is a young team. Yep. Um, yes, they, you know they have some flaws, mm-hmm. but there's something. I think you have you have something with this team. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to need is patience. So just like we were talking about with the with the Sixers, excuse me, the with Eagles. the Eagles earlier. I get so tongue tied when I when I do this show. Just so much young talent. Yeah, you there's a lot of young. Just, there is you a lot of young talent. Yeah, there's a lot of young talent, and there's a lot to be encouraged by. So let's just take. There's 81 more games in the season. Right, and let's not be worried because we did. The Flyers yeah. beat the Capitals. Flyers beat the Capitals. Last week, we, the Eagles you know, opened the season and beat Washington. Yeah, and then they could beat them on Monday night. Yeah, so yeah. then it's all good. Yeah, so and, we, and, we and, own Washington. So exactly. There's there's no reason to be mad. You know, we just. Just, just hate on Washington week. That's that's yeah. all this is. Yeah, hate on Washington week. But it's all good. Um You know what time it is. You know you know what it's time for. A tradition like no other. That's right. When you're riding high on an Eagles win, mm-hmm. there's always got to be somebody. Someone who just has to open their mouth for no reason. And just Blow your high 
and bring you down. And when that happens, you look at them, you look them in the eye, and you tell them, sit your ass down. So it is time to give the Sit Your Ass Down Award for this week. Last week, we had a bevy of contestants. Yes, we A did. bevy of people vying for it. They were just in the street. An eight-person per, eight field. An eight-person field. It was so big that we forgot one person or one entity, one group of people. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you explain who this is and why they belong on the Sit Your Ass Down Award. Why, why, they, why, they, why they were in the running for the Sit Your Ass Down Award. Well, people, people, didn't, people obviously, if they weren't or were watching the news last week, there was the story out of Reading, Pennsylvania, Albright College, who kicked off, who kicked their quarterback, backup quarterback, off the roster because he kneeled. Oh, man. Albright College. Yes. Do you know who was the coach of Albright College? Do you know? Uh, Does some, it matter? No. No, it doesn't matter. It's a D three team. It's a D. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so so that's like pretty much one step above high school. So it's, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. So they kicked him off the team because apparently he nailed two weeks in a row. Oh man, that's terrible. So let me. So did the coach make a statement? The coach uh, of Albright make a statement about why he kicked the person off the team. I, pre- I think I think the school obviously made a statement, and obviously um, I think another I think a couple of his other two other of his team teammates I think got were kicked off the team as well, and um, it's so been they, re- so they just out here just kicking a bunch of guys off the team for sta- for standing up against injustice in this country. Yeah, that's what. Okay, so here's it. So this is but I, but mm-hmm. but obviously the faculty at Albright actually stood behind the students. And supported the students who kneeled, mm-hmm. out, unlike you know whatever happened at the football team. Mm-hmm. Long story short, um, apparently the the three players were reinstated. Okay, all right, they so- were reinstated, but the quarterback said that he will not be returning to school or the team he's transferring out. All right, well you know good for him. I hope I hope it and works we all know, out. For and we him. all know why they reinstated why they reinstated. Them. Yeah, because they got because they got all the bad press. Mm-hmm. Of course they did. And I think that's disappointing. So for me, what is disappointing about just this whole ordeal with people's reactions or whatever to injustice protests mm-hmm. is the fact I, I, I have a problem with people who try to use patriotism as their reason right. for for avoiding or trivializing injustice protests. I have a problem with that. So now, you know, as an American, as someone who has seen injustice, as someone who has experienced injustice, I feel like if you are going to take, if you are going to use patriotism as your reason to, you know, to trivialize and downplay injustice, then you must have you must be able to take as strong a stance against injustice. No doubt. You so, you know, the coach of Albright, yes, you were on the list because you, instead of addressing injustice, you chose to to deprive student athletes mm-hmm. of athletics. Yeah. That's, what, that's how you chose to address the problem. You know, did my question is, did you talk to the students? No. 
you know, did what, what have you done to work again, you know, to to stop injustice? If the answer is nothing and you're and the action you took was kicking these boys off the team, then you're the problem. And that's why you're on the list. Definitely. And, and you just like you said, you know, for people that, you know, doing that, you know, you got to at the end of the day, you have to let people, you know, voice their pain because you wouldn't want people to tell you, oh, you're wrong for saying that the military, you know, that you're doing this because of the military. Like, yeah. it will be wrong. You will feel offended. Mm hmm. If somebody were telling you that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So moving on, we got more contestants. The second, uh, the next runner up for uh, Sit Your Ass Down Award is a mainstay on this list. Once again, it is the great, not so great Britt McHenry, who who is slowly creeping towards legendary status. You know, she's she's up there. She's almost she's working on being up there with Donald Trump. Yep. Now look, understand something. Donald Trump will never win the sit your ass down award. No, because, because he, I, would, he would he be he's the, he's yeah, the repeat. We would have to we would have to shut the awards down if we gave it to Donald Trump because there will never ever be anyone who deserves it more. So we just leave him off the list. You know, he's in a class all by himself. So Britt McHenry is not in a class all by herself because she's basic, you know, and, and all she wants to do is cause trouble and and just spew bad takes and share bad opinions and try to be condescending to issues she doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. So that's why we have awards like the Sit Your Ass Down Award. Right. So Britt McHenry, once again, out in the Twitter streets talking Greasy, mad greasy. Um, didn't she did not like what Greg Popovich had to say about the president? Who pretty much just called him a soulless coward. Yeah. coward. And yeah. if he did, because Greg Popovich actually has served soul. in yeah. the yeah. military, yes. unlike Donald Trump, who mm -hmm. dodged a draft because exactly. of bone spurs, exactly, and anything else. So, uh, Brickman Henry said, uh, "I respect Greg Popovich for his service and NBA titles, but maybe treat reporters decently and focus." Or, and focus more on not getting swept by the or, uh, the Warriors. That's what she said. I'm trying to figure out when have Greg Popovich ever disrespected the media. Well, you know, I guess you know he they they. I don't see. Here's the thing. You know, maybe you could you this this is this is this is when you you sort of use their argument against you. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the way that Greg Popovich talks to you. Or talks to the media. Well, you make a lot of money, you know. So therefore, you should take it, right? Doesn't that doesn't that apply? Isn't that isn't that what they're isn't that what these same people are telling these NBA players? Yes. You know. Oh, you you know you're they they expect the millions that they make mm -hmm. to therefore soften the blow of injustice, right? So they're you know these same reporters who make more than the two of us make. Mm -hmm. More than likely combined, yeah. Or, you know, you Britt McHenry. Come on now, it's like look. And in fact, why is Britt McHenry standing up? She's not a reporter anymore. She don't work nah. for nobody. Nah. You got no job. She's on unemployment law. Exactly. You are here unemployed, just like us. Well, we're not unemployed, nah, but we don't not. have job. You know, cushy TV yeah. jobs. Yeah. So you know, whatever. So then she tries to, to act like she's going to get in front of. The cooking that she has coming to her, <laughs> and she says, "Okay, and I beat y'all, 
Becky towing Barbie, keep it triggered, you know, comment on what I'm passionate about. So let the mentions burn. That's what she said. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. She's trying, she's trying to get it. Well, you know what, know, know what you left out? No, know, know what you left out? Getting laid off, getting fired by ESPN because you serve no purpose. Yeah. Because you're, there's nothing about you that stands out about your work. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, replaceable. Yeah, she's she's replaceable. She she's replaceable, and it's got nothing to do with who she is or right. her gender or anything like that. Britt McHenry is awful because Britt McHenry is awful. Yeah, she doesn't. Plain bring, and simple. She doesn't bring anything new to the conversation. Exactly. And she sits out here and she feels like if she speaks more passionately to this issue, which she obviously doesn't understand, which she obviously knows nothing about, you know, she maybe she'll endear herself to a a part of the the country or, you know, a new demographic or whatever. But, you know, in the end, she's still clueless. She's still clueless and she still speaks at nauseam over this issue that flies right over her head right over her head but nonetheless nonetheless she is not the winner of the sit your ass down award this week surprise we had to keep it local for the sit your ass down winner this second week. time all right second the time, second time second time we scan the you know we we span the globe to find a winner of the Sit Your Ass Down Award, and our search brings us right back to the cozy confines of the city of brotherly love. Javon, my friend, the winner of the Sit Your Ass Down Award is an icon to in some. the city. To some, to some. Oh, what well, you know? Hey, hey, look, you know there there are plenty of icons you like or dislike, but this man is a legend in this city. Man who has been doing this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Man who's probably needed to be told this a long time ago, but probably hasn't. Because probably been told many a time. I'm sure he's been told by other people. You know, he, he might have been told, hey, have a seat. Right. Hey, mm-hmm. sir, mm-hmm. sit down. But I don't think he's ever been told, sit your ass down. But ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the sit your ass down award this week is one Mr. Howard Eskin. Howard Eskin, uh, speaking out about the uh, meeting between the NFL and select players on injustice protests. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of players are there, namely from the Eagles, uh, Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long. Yep. Uh, not there, Colin Kaepernick. A um, little bit, uh, what is unclear is whether or not he was invited. Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins says he was. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick says he wasn't. I tend to believe both of them. Right. Maybe Malcolm reached out to him or said, some, "Hey, we we'd like you to be there." You know, something to to make him right. know an invite from him, but not a formal invite yeah. from the actual thing. Yeah, which I understand. Yeah. So I was like, I I, I tend to think on where where this issue occurs, where you know. In in the course of this issue, I think there might be a little bit of truth to both sides. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm I'm not ready to call either side, whether it be Colin Kaepernick or especially not Malcolm Jenkins, a liar in right. this case. Right. But nonetheless, that did not stop your man, not my man, your man, Howard Eskin. Not mine. Yeah, that, that's your man. That's yours. No, that's your man. That's yours. That's your man. Not mine. Out there in these streets talking with his, with, his, with his fur chinchilla. With his fur chinchilla and his pink beats. I, 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 doesn't he have a pink pink pair of beats yeah yeah come on son but nonetheless he took to the streets and i I don't have the tweet in front of me because i just dropped my phone on the floor Mm -hmm. Uh, bear with me for a second i dropped my phone how what howard eskin said was this should show you what kind of guy colin kaepernick really is all about just show up hashtag fraud sit your ass down howard because here's the thing He's one of those folks that also just uses the hashtag just because. Yeah, yeah, just, just. One of those old fol- folks fol- that yeah, felonious use. hashtag use yeah. from Howard Eskin. That's because dude's like seventy years old. Yeah. He doesn't get it. Yeah. He uses had no. No, he kind of reminds me of and 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 and. He kind of reminds me like, my, like your parents mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah, trying to use hashtags, and it's like this. That's not how it works, mom. Yeah, just, just. Just well, stop. Why, why are you using I, hashtags on I, Facebook? I have people that I work with that uses. I'm not going to go there. Oh, that don't you, do it, man. Yeah, you need this yeah, job, yeah, son. Yeah. Don't get fired for this place, all right? <laughs> I appreciate everything you do for the best in the world. Don't get fired for the best in the world, all right? Because we, we're not paying your bills. I know. All right, but still. <laughs> getting back to your man, Howard Eskin. To me, it's like, you don't get it, Howard I don't know what will or what will not come of this meeting uh, between the players and ownership. Mm-hmm. You know that, but what I do know is that so far the teams and the team owners have been more about show than anything else. Yes, photo ops, photo ops, and press hey, clippings. yeah, press clippings. So if I'm Colin Kaepernick and I truly believe in the stance that I'm taking, mm-hmm. I'm not pressed for another photo op. No. I'm not trying to be, you know, if I'm Colin Kaepernick, I'm not trying to be Kanye West in Trump Tower's lobby. Right. Or I'm Steve tra- Harvey. Or Steve Harvey. Or, or Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, exactly. Or Jim Brown. Exactly. I'm not trying to be them. So then, you know, you're talking about just show up. Just show up and meet with who? Right. The same guys who are, you know, the same guys who have been trying to downplay your message for now well over a year. Right. And in and their this, effort to downplay their message, try to attack your abilities. Right. And the, the same guy that they didn't want to meet with beforehand or even bring them in for their team. So why should you go meet with them now? Instead of, you know, let, let's let's understand what what it took to get here. All right, before we had this meeting, before you decided to have this meeting, and the only reason you're having this meeting is because week after week after week, more players after more players after more players are on your television kneeling to fight injustice, to call in, to call uh, attention to injustice. Mm-hmm. That's why you decided to call this meeting. Yep. That is why this meeting is called. Not because you're bothered by injustice. You don't like, but you you the meeting was called because you don't agree with the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. You don't care about how it looks. Exactly. 
So don't sit there and call him a fraud. You know, the bottom line is, you know what? This meeting is fraudulent. Mm-hmm. Now, some good could come from this meeting. You know, it's still early. The jury is still out. Exactly. But let's not act like this meeting was completely legit. No. Right. Let's not act like this was this was a Kum, some well, kumbaya. We shall overcome. Yeah. Every voice. This wasn't the march on Washington. This wasn't you know this wasn't right. the million man march. <laughs> this is a meeting that's happening almost two years too late. And you want him to sit here and come down, tuck his tail between his legs, yep. and sit at the table, swallow with, his, swallow pride. his pride, tuck his tail between his legs, and sit at the table with the same owners that told you to, that told him that Blake Bortles was better than him. Yeah, that Brian Hoyer was better than him, that Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than him, that Brock Osweiler is better than him, that you wanted. To, you wanted him to believe that these players are better than him because you did not want to hear his message. You did not want to deal with the way he chose to deal with injustice. Right. You attacked his work ethic and his work abilities rather than listen to his message. And when his message started to resonate with people, when people started to identify with his message and decided they would join him in his acts. Mm-hmm. And join him in his actions. Right. Then you chose to to you chose to have a sit down, and then you might or might not have invited him to the table when it came time to talk. But that's stuff that Howard didn't take into consideration. Stuff like that doesn't fit into 140 characters. Nope. No, it does fit into 140 characters. Hashtag fraud, which is what he called him. And hashtag. So exactly, that's why he gets hashtag sit your ass down, there Howard. Sit your ass down, son. I mean, for real, because you, you played yourself. Absolutely played yourself with that one. He was trying to get retweets. Yeah, I understand. He was trying to get some retweets yeah, and some likes. Exactly. And he and that's sure what got he did. Yeah, he, he, got, got he, he got a whole bunch of them. He got one from me because I told him to sit your ass down. He didn't respond, though. No, he didn't respond. But I know he was waiting for him to respond. I, I, no, I wasn't waiting for him to respond. But you, but, but no, you, you would have loved it if he responded back. Oh, I'd have cooked him. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'd have cooked him. I've been cooking people all week or, yeah, or, or, or this, yeah, or this I state, see right? it, I see and, it. And it's like, you know, and, and I, I, I would have reveled in the opportunity to spar with him a little bit. Now I understand. Look, man, we small potatoes. We 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 a small little podcast. But you'll take it though. But oh yeah, they'll, they'll take yeah. Spar. Yeah, you want to come? You know, you 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 want to come into my kitchen? We, we 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 look. We we serve meat around here. This, this ain't no tofu in, in in the best in the world kitchen. This all is, right. This is how I see it. Every time exactly. John goes after people on Twitter, he just like I just see him like drawing some like Tupac or whatever mm-hmm. on the Philly Go Flow. <laughs> 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 Listen to some Tupac. That's what I got. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I call. I, I call into the Philly Go for right. like, look, man, can, I, I, this is what I need to hear. I need to hear uh, Let's Go by Cool Mo D, followed Mary. by some Hail Mary by Pac, a uh, little, little, you know, maybe L.A. L.A. by uh, Mom Deep. Who shot you? Who shot you? And I just, I just start getting, I, I just get the cooking. Oh, man, this, this oh, goodness, I, I got to talk about this, this dude. And it's, here's the thing. He, he kind of went after Howard Bryant. And it's like I'm I don't even consider myself like like I'm not cool with Howard Bryant. I, I think he says some things that I like. Right. You know, it's whatever. But this dude 
was, you know, he, he was trying to paint this whole picture, you know, the whole why do black people hate white people angle. Mm-hmm. And he was going in on it all day. And I kept on to like, like try to, you know, understand it. And then by the end of the conversation, he's telling me to go back and watch BET and uh, that, that's pretty racist. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. He told me to go back and watch BET and eat some meatloaf or something like that. I, I don't get the connection. No. Um, I, I didn't know like meatloaf was a was an ethnic food. I mean, my mama, my mom makes it. Uh, it's pretty good. He, he, he said fried some, chicken and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't say that. But, but nonetheless, but nonetheless, he was sitting in there talking about how racist Howard Bryan was, and in less than twenty four hours of getting cooked, he's talking racist stuff against me. It happens, though. It happens. But nonetheless, that, that is where we are with this. Howard Eskin, sit your ass down. Welcome to the club, you. ESPN, Sam Carcitti, Sam Carcitti Colin, uh, Colin Cowherd. Um, I think Britt McHenry was, was Britt yeah. McHenry the first winner yeah. this season? Yeah. There you go. Those are our winners. And now Howard Eskin joins that. Join, your, join, join, join yes. yourself on the mantle. Yes, you are the, up there on the mantle. Because the tribe has spoken. Yes. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Hey, that's enough for us this week. Um, hey, thanks for checking us out. Thanks to all our guests, if we had any. Nah. <laughs> oh, whatever. It was just us. It was just, hey, look, good. man. It's all it's all good. Hey, thanks for uh thanks for checking us out once again. Check us out, Philly Go Flow, every Saturday morning, eight a.m. And then sometimes, you know, when when um, aren't when, y'all also on the TuneIn Radio app too? Yeah, TuneIn Radio so app. Go. Well, well, down, the Philly Go down, Flow is on the t- download TuneIn Radio app and then and search Philly Go, Go Flow. Flow. Here you go. Oh my God. See, that's what I'm talking about, dude. That's I'm, I'm used to the plugs. Man. Exactly. Exactly. And check out <laughs> check out Patrick Manley on the Night Mode show Sunday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. <laughs> because he runs things around here and he gives us his airtime. Yes, he does. And then you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. All right. Is, is, is that it? Yep. Have we mentioned everything? Yep. We talked about everything? Yep. All right, then let's get on out of here. My name is John Brown. This is Jovan Alford. Thank you for checking out the best in the world sports report. We will see you guys next week. Peace. You're listening to the best in the world sports report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. 